Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Panic. We are planning on doing our free agency, you know, plans today, you know, today, you know, every year. You know, the episode, our, our last episode before free agency, we map out, like, what we would do if we were the GM, which I think is a fun exercise more than, like, actually, like, this is what they have to do. But the issue is we don't know what they're going to, we can do. We have no clue what's going on. Um... We are, you know, we are waiting to the last minute, which is fine. You know, it, it, it's, there's, you don't, you don't win. You don't win a prize for having your cap situation figured out early. But Justin, happy birthday. How are oh. you? Oh, thank you, Bobby Skinner. I, I appreciate that. Doing well. Um, I told you to end last show. I said, we're, things are just not going to get figured out. There's, there's too much to do. And some things are starting to get figured out. Um, but you still feel like there are a lot of moves the Giants can make. It's just a question of if they will make them. I told you that this was going to happen. I told you that we were not going to be able to do this. So um, I get once every couple months I'm right about something. It's one of those. It's one. It's 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 just only because it's your birthday. You got a nice little birthday, like correct a mundo. Yeah. Um, so we obviously we're going to talk about Kevin Zeitler um, and Nate Solder optimism about a restructure even though that's a weird word to use about it and we'll, and we'll do some giant stories justin before we get into that this episode was brought to you by three special people usually i go one by one but their names are john james and jacob Ooh, great alliteration my name is Justin. those are three very biblical names john john gleason james garner and jacob brown justin's not a biblical name no i don't think they're no i don't think it is my middle Shame. name is Joseph. What's your middle name? Kyle. Kyle. No, Kyle's Kyle's like anti-Bible. It's like, you know, Psh, drinking Red Bulls sheesh. or, you know, Monster Energies and all the new stereotypes that go up with the nerd Kyle now. Uh, so thank you to Jacob Brown, James Garner, um, son of Charlie Garner, former uh, Raiders running back, and yeah. John Gleason. Who John Gleason... I feel like John Gleason has been a, a patron before because I remember telling the story about the park. That's named Gleason Park by my house. Yes. Yes. Also, I'm getting glizzy, glizzy flashbacks. Glizzy gladiator. Justin, who are these three people? Well, these three wonderful people, all with the first letter in their first name, J, good alliteration, um, for my birthday, they went to patreon.com slash Giants, and for $2 a month, they gave their support so they can hang out with us during the live chats. Um, whenever the Giants, uh, whenever we have clarity about what the Giants are going to do with free agency, this is the place that you want to be. You want to be recording and reacting with us live when the Giants hopefully sign some good players. Um, Patreon.com slash Talking Giants. You can give me a late birthday gift by supporting the show a little extra, or you can just continue to listen and love us, which I would also love that too. Yep, yep. All right, Justin, the Giants cut Kevin Zeitler. We knew something was going to happen with Kevin Zeitler. We knew there was no way he was going to play under that $14.5 million cap hit. We just knew that wasn't going to happen. Um, and then with the $2.5 million uh, worth of dead cap, they decided to cut him, saving the Giants $12 million in cap space. Um, one person, one more person explains to me the fifty-one, uh, the top 51 rule. Whenever we mention how much they save, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, they, they, they cut $12 million. They saved $12 million in cap space. So they need the room, but it does stink they couldn't figure some out some type of restructure. But I also get the you know Kevin Zeitler being like, no, I'm not. We're not totally restructuring this deal to make it super favorable for you. 
I mean, let's just put it this way. If this is a normal offseason and the Giants have, maybe the Giants are, what, $30 million under the cap, Kevin Zeitler probably stays, right? Yeah, if there's not a pandemic, we'd probably keep Kevin Zeitler. Right. That's That's ultimately what I think it unfortunately came down to. And also, Bobby, if Nate Solder played through the 2020 season, even with the pandemic, if Nate Solder played the 2020 season and we could cut him and save money versus lose money if we cut him, he probably, you were just doing something off camera and I'm very curious as to what you were doing. I hit a bug. Eat a bug. Um, if Nate, if Nate Solder played the 2020 season, Kevin Zeitler also probably stays because then we can easily cut Nate Solder, correct? Yeah, I mean, that, I think that was always the plan, which we'll talk yeah. about Solder in a bit. But it's just two unfortunate situations, which ultimately ends in um, a good player, maybe not the player that he was in 2019, but a good player that the Giants relied on, and also a guy that was just well-liked and we loved, um, him being cut from the team, which is very unfortunate. Yeah, like I said, they need the room, um, and they, they couldn't force them to restructure. And I, you know, we said that like a week or two ago when everyone's like, oh, they're going to re- they got to restructure Zeitler's like, you can't force them to restructure, you know, like, like, you know, you can't force Kevin Zeitler to restructure his contract. You know, he, he probably believes he can go out there on the open market and make some money. He's already done it before. So he's a very good, consistent player. And, but I also do think it's worth pointing out that we understand it because one, he just turned 30, 31 years old, Justin. Um, and in 2019, it was almost impossible to find a bad rep from Kevin Zeitler. Like, they were very few and far between. In 2020, he had bad games. You know, there I, there were three games where I was like, man, that was a bad game from Kevin Zeitler. Now, any but any normal offensive lineman, you don't think much of that. But when a guy's turning, you know, he's getting on the you know wrong side of 30. Uh, he's got a big contract like that where there's not a lot of dead cap. I understand moving off of it um, with the situation the Giants are in because it's the whole, you know, you'd rather be a, a year early than a year late. Yeah. Um, just on, it's Again, it's just unfortunate because we liked him so much. Uh, Bobby, I don't know. I mean, no, you, you interviewed a decent amount of players on Simple Man Radio. Um, the interview that we did with him off-season winter of 2020 was my first player interview. interview. I guess winter. January is a winter. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did say winter. I, I when I when I think winter, I think end of football season, not beginning of off season. Yeah. So, but January but that's it was my January. Fault. No, that's that's okay. We all make mistakes. Um, you made a mistake at the end of last episode saying that we could probably do the free agency preview, and I was right. So two two to nothing. You were wrong about Golden Tate. So that's mm, how it goes. I don't want to talk about it. Um. We loved Kevin. We loved Kevin Zeitler. He was my my first player interview. I was shaking in my boots, and I and I still um <laughs> I didn't have a webcam, so I was using my my Alienware. I've had the same computer since the seventh grade, and I still use it. It's just that I use a different webcam. That's why I, I always like look up when I look at the webcam, and then when I look at Bobby Skinner, I look down. If you ever if you've ever wondered that, so I was on my crappy webcam. Um, we were using Skype, which is terrible audio, audio quality. Um, and Kevin Zeitler was awesome. A little bit of a boring guy, but that's what you want out of your football players. And Sarah Zeitler has always supported us. She always uh, buys our shirts. She actually, she actually quote tweeted a like a thank you tweet that I gave to both of them. She's like, "Do you have, we got it? We got to sell the Hog Molly shirts in whatever color Kevin Zeitler goes to next, and then send it to her." That so. might be something we need to do: is make the Hog Molly shirts in every team color. 
But yeah. yeah, it stinks because right now what we have now is Shane Lemieux and Will Hernandez as our starting guards. Right. And I, I I don't think that's what they're going to do, you know. So it's not like a, I'm not like panicked about the guard spot. But they're, they, it's not just move on from Kevin Zeitler and trust the young guys. There, there's no way you roll with the, just those two guys. Um, so I do think they'll try and bring somebody in through free agency. Um, maybe the draft, maybe there's, you know, there's a couple guys they have their, their eye on in the second round of the draft or something, but I don't think you can just roll with those two guys. Um, so, so there will have to be some type of replacement and it's, you know, it's Daniel Jones third year. You know, we, we don't want the offensive line be getting worse. And when you move Kevin Zeitler, it essentially gets worse. Like I said, there's, there's plenty of time. There's, they there's literally every second of the off season for them to fix it you know because the, since the off season hasn't started um but i i'll say this i was projecting him as the third best offensive lineman for next year you know nick gates i thought was the best one out of all of them in 2020 and then andrew thomas i was projecting to be better than him but it, to the counterpoint is that's like that should be the goal you know <laughs> is is a guy like kevin zettler's you know your third best offensive lineman that's a good thing not a bad thing yeah and you know now it's you know, we're at a funky point where if we draft another rookie, even if we draft somebody in the second round who we really value, I mean, Will, Will Hernandez was a highly touted second-round pick. Now, granted, maybe we take like a like a Dickerson or a guy that comes from a very competitive conference that maybe won't have the most difficult time transitioning. But again, you know, we're, we're going to be at a point where we are in Daniel Jones's third year. Saquon Barkley is coming off of a ACL injury in his fourth year where the fourth year is a is a big year. Are we going to pick up that fifth-year option? Is Saquon Barkley going to want to sit out on that fifth-year option without any kind of contract? So a lot of big decisions are coming, and a lot of it is centered around the success of the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, Dave Gavin, when he first showed up, said, I'm going to fix the offensive line. And, you know, and I, I, I went at Kim Jones because she con- continues to double down on being wrong, which is funny, by the way. But her point was, her first question was a good point. It's like, you said you're going to come in here and fix it. Why, why is it not, why is it still bad? You know? Yeah. Um, so there's really just, there's no excuses this year for this offensive line to be bad. Uh, and we'll talk about it in a second. Well, I mean, I guess that just could just transition the Nate Solder, right? Yeah. So Dan Duggan reported on Thursday that there's, op- per source, there's optimism that Nate Solder will play for the 2021 New York Giants and that a deal will get done. Um, I was floored. 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 Well, suppose Jordan it. Renan said supposedly, you know, the, the ball is, is in Nate Solder's court, so they have made some type of offer for Solder. But we were fully expecting him to be cut. Like that, that um, you know, that blog uh, slash, you know, that article he put out very much seemed like Nate Solder was going to be cut. Um, and it kind of just made sense to just end, end the marriage. It's time to end this. You know, it didn't go uh, the way things expected. Then the 2020 opt-out, you know, made it even more confused. It seemed like it was ending. Now it seems like they're going to bring back Solder. And my first thought was, Matt Perry, you better be getting ready. You better be getting ready, Matt Perry. You better be working your ass off this offseason because this, this team is going to put a lot of faith in you. A lot of faith in you getting it done. And learning, and we can't have you. We can't have defensive ends in Daniel Jones' lap in two no. and a half seconds this year. We can't do it. We can't do it. So, so Matt Perry, you got all the tools, man. It's on you. It's on you to get ready because we cannot put faith in Nate Solder to be a starter. 
If they bring no, him let's... back and it makes sense money wise for him to be the backup, fine. But I I don't even want it to be a competition. Matt Parrott needs to win that job. No, yep. uh, there's there's no open competition in my mind. Matt Parrott, you need to win that job or not even even for third round expectations, it's a failure. Ugh. Let's do a little exercise. Now, again, we have to preface this every time we talk about Nate's every time we talk about Nate Solder. I don't even think there's, you know, there's a difference between sympathy and empathy. Bobby, I don't even think we can be empathetic about what Nate Solder is going through because we don't have children of our own. So we can be sympathetic. So it's almost like we're standing at the outside and we don't know what he's going through. And, you know, I, I got I got a whole bunch of comments, you know, today. Like, oh, you know, the 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 impact off the field of, you know, what his family and what his child was going through impacted him in 2019. Okay, like say that but still let's do an exercise of solely just looking on the football field and and let's preface it with this too let's preface it with this too this is no like shot at nate soldier like you you get every single penny you can pinch out of the nfl don't like you should never feel like you did the team or whatever wrong uh unless you like you know there is some people who just suck but nate soldier is not that type of guy you know um so Get every penny you can out of this league while you can. So this isn't like a how dare Nate Solder do this. It's just from our point of view, people who cover the team, um, it's not good for the team for Nate Solder to be coming back at it. Unless he's playing for the bare minimum, which I don't think that's going to happen. No. Um, So let's do an exercise. We obviously think Mike Remmers is a better tackle and he performed better in 2019 than Nate Solder did. He yes. performed better, even though. But right tackle is an easier position. But if you just like, hey, who played better, the left tackle or the right tackle, or the right tackle played better. All right, so this is a tougher question. Who do you prefer right now, Cam Fleming or Nate Solder? It's the year off makes it tricky. The year off, if we were going into this past season, I would have said Nate Solder, because cam fleming benefited from being on daniel jones and, and daniel jones you know uh line of vision you yeah. know where nate Solder could have benefited from that um and you know if, if like this nate Solder makes the same exact mistakes on the opposite side and it's not as bad because it's just the whole you know like the blind side's a real thing so i would say the year off man makes me just have no faith for it <laughs> so yeah, and and the thing the thing that's crazy to me bobby you know, why – I this is the part I don't understand. Nate Solder plans to play in 2021. Yet he – the first thing that we hear him and his camp say is, oh, yeah, I, I kind of want to play in 2021, but I certainly didn't do the same conditioning and the same strength training and everything that I would have done. It's like, dude, like, even if you didn't, don't say that. Well, that's the thing. Like, don't. Is no one undersells himself, so he probably didn't do a lot. Like he did, probably didn't do much. Like no one's, no one's gonna tell. Like you know, Nate Solder's an honest person, but no one's gonna like, you know, be f- fully transparent of like they're never gonna, they're never gonna undersell themselves on their work ethic. You know what I mean? What I'm saying is, it's probably a little worse than that. Which really, really worries me because Bobby, let's paint the picture of Nate Solder's football situation right now. Nate Solder, now this is at least my opinion, prevented the Giants from winning multiple football games in 2019. And also, if Nate Solder was even an average left tackle in 2019, I think there's a decent chance Pat Shermer still has his job. I yeah. really do. No, I you know, agree. Maybe he, Maybe he loses it in 2020. 
Maybe, you know, I don't know what's good, but at least in 2019, there's a decent chance if Nate Solder is an average left tackle and, and Daniel Jones cuts uh, loses a couple fumbles because, or loses a, less fumbles because Nate Solder isn't a turnstile, good chance maybe Pat Shermer still has, still has his job. I love Joe Judge, but that is that is a reality. Nate Solder's 2019 was worse than Andrew Thomas's first half of 2020. We both agree on that. Yeah. Yes, we do. So Nate Solder's coming off a season, 2019, where he was the worst left tackle in the National Football League. He was worse than Andrew Thomas was for the, for the first half of 2020. We view him as a worse player as Mike Rimmers. We view him right now, maybe not as of the beginning of 2020, but we view him right now as a worse player than Cam Fleming, and Cam Fleming was nothing to celebrate about. And yet, here we are, and the Giants clearly don't just want to flat-out cut him. That's where we're at. It's, I I have to see the money to, before I you get like a real raw like you know my my full like this is my exact thoughts you know, and that's where that's why I said before my thoughts are Matt Parrott you better get ready, um because if he's the like, I'm not gonna be mad if Nate Solder's the backup, um, but it's it's gotta be like for very very minimal over what we already have to to um uh, uh, to pay you know what I mean. Because like like they have to pay him a good amount of money already, you know he's he's got that you know a six million dollar you know that um that ten million dollar cap it regardless, so if they're like hey we'll like we'll pay you basically that, you know then it's like okay then that that keeps us from having to go and get one more player in free agency you know spend another four or five mil or three mil or, or whatever they want you know, on that third uh, tackle, but yeah I agree with you there's this idea it's like oh well he was hurt the family stuff blah blah it's like well. He hasn't been conditioning the way he, like he admitted to not conditioning and working out the way he sh- yeah. he usually would. He hasn't played in a year. You don't get better from not playing in a year. He's another year older, coming off of that horrible 2019, and he's going to be switching positions, playing a position he hasn't played in 10 years in right tackle. Yeah, and since on top literally of that, Super Bowl 46. Yeah, so um, <laughs> things happen in football. You know, we get right. surprised all the time, but. I am not. I am not putting any stock into the. Oh well, he was injured. He was injured in 2019, and the family stuff involved. Because and this is something I always say, and I hate bringing it up, but you know the issues with his family haven't um, totally went away. You know, no. like that's still there in the back of their mind. Things are better now, which is awesome. But again, if you, I, I may end up being cool with him being the backup, but I refuse to be optimistic about Nate Solder playing and playing at a good level in 2021. Right. So where the the point we the point we may arrive at eventually is the Giants do not have a lot of money. There's a lot of areas that they want to acknowledge in free agency. Right tackle is not a huge priority because guard is now taking the precedent of being the main priority on the offensive line. So we would rather see the Giants go out and Spend if they're going to spend somewhere on the offensive line, we want it to be at one of the guard spots or center. If we really want to move Nick Gates over to guard, which we don't, which we don't prefer to, but interior offensive line, we prefer to spend there, acknowledge there, get some sort of a veteran, so we're not putting another rookie on the offensive line. And then Matt Parrott, cross your fingers, he can win that camp battle and he can keep the job throughout the year, so we don't have to rely. On Nate Solder. So that's the point that I think we're going to arrive at. Like, yeah, restructuring Nate Solder definitely does make sense. But 
we're just at a point right now where Bobby and I were, I think, a couple fans and people that look at the team that are like know how detrimental Nate Solder was in 2019. That's something that is not talked about enough. Um, you know, even Dave Gettleman, <laughs> you point out how even Dave yeah, Gettleman people has like, said, oh, the season wasn't that bad. It's like, you know what the GM doesn't do is come out and say that a player out. had a bad season when it wasn't that bad. Like, he, he's not going to overreact like, you know, like, you know, a, a Twitter, you know, comment section would. Yeah. So, so right now I feel like we're not panicking, you know, we're not yelling, hooting, hollering, screaming, but we're anxious that like, whoa, this news came out. It's not what we were expecting. We're getting flashbacks to Daniel Jones getting murdered in 2019, despite having a pretty solid rookie season. And we just don't want that to happen again. That's where we're at. But I think we may arrive to that point at which I said earlier, where, you know what? It made sense. Just pray Matt Pear works. And Matt Pear very well may work. Like, Matt Pear has all the tools to be good. And I, I eventually, um, you know, maybe this will be like a June project. I'm going to put a video together on Matt Pear to remind, you know, people who he is and what he needs to work on. But the stuff that Matt Pear needs to work on is very, very fixable. So that's why, you know, that's why I tweet out. Like, hope you're working hard. Because, you know, you don't just get better by, you know, getting a year older. You get better by working hard. So if Matt Pear is out there grinding and working hard and we said you know and we said this a week ago on the podcast justin you know because they're you know the offensive line we don't feel great about it but matt Parrott can really change the way you feel about the offensive line as a whole yeah if matt Parrott comes out and is good is you know average to above average in 2021 it really does change how you feel about this offensive line so like i said this is um this is just a don't like don't put any stock in nate solder actually being a starter in 2021 and I get, and you know, everyone has to win their battle, but Matt Parrott should win that battle. Any chance they restructure him to cut him? No, that doesn't happen. No, I don't. I no, no. It, 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 that would be that would be cold, that would, be, you know, the NFL is a as a as a ruthless league, but that would be cold blooded. Because I mean, they could do that to to Toilo. We talked about how they can do it to Toilolo. At least we think. Yeah, they could. I you know they did give him a little more guaranteed money, but it's not enough to stop them from cutting him if they wanted to. But they Did don't they don't want to cut him. They're not going to restructure him to want to cut him. And and he de- does and he has a lot more he has a lot more bargaining power than Levine Torlolo had. Levine Torlolo had no dead cap. Yeah. That's Nate true. Nate Solder has 10 million worth of it. Yeah. I don't know, just throwing throwing crap at a wall hoping something sticks. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> well, Justin, you got to be prepared. You got to be prepared. You can't just hope stuff happens. And is no. there any be- anything better than the fresh mowed grass at the ballpark on opening day? I'm not talking about football. I'm talking about baseball here, people. How about freshly groomed balls? Our sponsors at Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming, are here to help you strike out your bush for good. There's a whole new ball- balls game, folks, and Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Wow, 2 million men? Wow. Get 20% off plus free shipping wow. with the code GIANTS at manscaped.com. Make sure you use that code. 20% off and free shipping. That's the difference in, like, you know, a decent amount of change. I'm telling you, these products are no joke. Like, Justin, sometimes his takes are a joke. This, These products aren't. So so easy to use, and I have all the confidence in the world with the best tools for the job Manscaped. Hey, and I, I have never been a confident person, you know, doing that kind of stuff. You know, I'm very, like, I'm very careful. And, you know, sometimes if, you know, if I went too long, it takes a very long time. Not with Manscaped, man. It is bam, 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 bam. Done. Easy. Good. Um... I would let somebody else use this stuff on me, you know, oh, and I would whoa. I would never do that before. So, um, you would let somebody else use the lawnmower 3.0 on you, yes, 
All right. And so, you know, so <laughs> any listeners want to sign up for that? Um, promo code Giants on Patreon. Patreon.com. <laughs> uh, no, so, uh, yeah, I mean, this stuff's real deal. Uh, you know, their ceramic blade and advanced skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced with a close shave. The lawnmower 3.0 is simply the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Hit the sweet spots in every way for my balls. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with a crop preserver and crop reviver. It's time to keep them it's time to keep them things fresh and clean. Um, and it really does make a difference, you know. You go a whole day, you maybe you know, you get a little work done outside, that stuff really does help. It makes a difference. Yeah. So like I said, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GIANTS at manscaped.com. Hit the balls out of the park this season with Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GIANTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code GIANTS. Baseball's back. We're not a baseball podcast, but it's back. So don't let your um your pubes get out of whack. Wow. Um, that was good. Yeah. You can feel how uh, uncomfortable I get a little bit sometimes reading Yeah, that you, you really got uncomfortable at the end there. Like, I think he said 20% off, free shipping... Like about five times. No, I'm really hitting at home. That's how you do an ad. Hit, hit, oh, know. hitting hitting at home. Baseball. Good reference. Bobby, before we get to Giants stories, can we talk about... Well, we're not getting straight to Giants stories. Well, I want to talk about the cap situation and how it can be freed oh, up. Oh, good. Well, we were on the same wavelength. I wanted to talk about some cuts that maybe we're expecting. Well, right now we're at $3.2 million worth of cap space. Woohoo! Um... Now they, you know, there was the reports were that they planned to get some type of long term d- deal done with Leonard Williams, and you know Leonard Williams isn't going to make ten mil a year, but you can save ten mil on his contract by you know backloading or whatever. And and I know that Dave Gettleman said that he doesn't like to restructure and backload like crazy. That doesn't mean that he doesn't backload and restructure contracts. It just means he doesn't want to get in the habit of doing that all the time. Like let's yeah, relax on he did that a little bit. Like because he, he did it once with Nate Solder. He does it all the time. That, we do it every year. We restructure contract every year. I mean, they literally just did it with Levine Toilolo. Like they, like he's their stuff will get restructured and backloaded. Like it's, it's you know he's he's just saying as a philosophy, I don't want to get in the habit of doing that too much, and then it finally catches up with you. Yeah. Um. So that could save ten mil. Let's say we save six mil from Nate Solder. Like if they cut him out right, they could save six mil. So let's say somehow they end up to that number of six mil. That's sixteen mil. Say Riley Dixon. Riley Dixon. That's two point nine. Let's say you restructure Blake Martinez and Bradbury. Let's say you get a combined five mil from restructuring them. Um, right there, you're at twenty four mil plus the three point two. So you're at you're at about a little over twenty seven mil. Um, if the Giants and there's other little cuts or- they can do too. If the Giants flat out trade or cut Ingram, it's six million. But I do not. I had think Ingram that's on the happen. list, but I don't think they're going to do it. But they. Should. I don't think they're going to do it either. Please trade Evan Ingram. It makes so much sense. Are we going to extend Evan Ingram next year? Like, just please could trade Evan Ingram. Get me a draft pick for Evan Ingram. It would make all. You, you want to get Giants fans back on your side, Dave Gettleman? Trade Evan Ingram. I think Ryan Lewis, or. Yadam, Yadam, either one of the corners. Yadam. You can, Yadam has more of the cap hit. Yeah, a little over two million. I mean, you could cut both. Ryan Lewis wouldn't make any sense because of the top 51 rule. Oh, all right. Well, then, you'd, unfortunately, I mean, I, I would kind of like, I mean, the I Giants cut could Yadam. sign him. You know, I'm not going to be mad if they do, but I wouldn't. I, I don't think saving, you know, 1.2 mil is worth cutting him. 
Um, who else is a likely candidate? I would say I we named all the likely ones. And there will be restructures. The restructures are hard to really, um, you know, spot out who they're going to restructure, you know? Yeah. But, so, you know, I know right now it kind of sucks because we don't know what's going to happen. Um, but like we, like I said at the beginning of the, at the sh- of the show, you don't get a prize for having this done three days ago compared to having it done Sunday night. So not counting the $6 million taken out for Evan Ingram, how approximately based off of that little exercise we just did, how much cap space would we have? $27 mil. I said in my I – I had a video that I just put on on social media tonight where I, it was just like a thoughts video, and I said, are the Giants going to have $5 million in cap space or are they going to have $30 million? which I think is very I, – I thought that was a good range. So I think $30 um, mil is where they end up. Um, and then you need to save – 10 million for the draft and maybe another 3 million for um uh, uh for like free agents. If they agents really want to clear, they can do it. I mean, if they if they really wanted to, they could put together 40-50. Like if they really wanted to, I just don't think they yeah. want to re- you know, that's something where I do believe Gavin a little bit. Like we don't want to restructure our whole damn roster because of, you know, one year um where it's like and it's like, you know, we we spent a lot of money on free agencies last year. We're not gonna. We're not gonna be the team that spends a ton on free agency every year. You know, yeah. we're gonna have some. You know, cap will be freed up next year, even though there's some guys that got to get resigned. Um, and maybe may, you know, maybe they restructure Peppers. This could be a real, uh, a realistic restructure that helps them out. So there's definitely a lot of. There's a lot. You know, it's it sucks right now because we don't have a good picture of what they're gonna do. But I'm not worried about where we'll be Monday at two o'clock or four four o'clock. When does it start? Pretty sure it's two o'clock. I know the I know the new league year starts the seventeenth. Four PM. Four PM. So we can't even do our free agency plan, which stinks. Yeah, we are. We're gonna do it on Sunday. Ah. Or no, the, the, the fake the fake tampering part starts on, on Monday, right? I I guess so. Bad radio. Hold on. Yeah, the tampering the tampering uh, period begins on um on Monday. I don't, I don't know what time it starts. But last year, I think it started at around noon or 2. I can't remember. I, I remember being at pools. So. I'm choosing ignorance when it comes to the intricacies of this process. Because I feel like if I if I knew somewhat about the cap, and if I knew somewhat about how it worked, I would try to speak on it as an expert, and I don't want to do that because that's not, well, that's not what I'm about right now. Yeah, they're going to figure it. They're going to figure out. Um, and... You know, besides Kenny Galladay, I didn't think any of us were had like high aspirations for like some huge signing. Um, and even with Kenny Galladay, we all kind of understood that it probably it probably isn't going to happen. So I'm starting to talk myself back into either either Dalvin Tomlinson or Kyle Van Noy. Like they're going to either get Dalvin Tomlinson back or they're going to spend a little bit on an edge. I'm how about Tyus Bowser and Kyler Fackrell? Bring them back. <sighs> Bring Kyler Facker back. Bring Bowser in. Um, maybe spend some money on a guard. Maybe maybe go get Thuni. Maybe go get make maybe make that your free agency get. Or maybe get crazy and you make Bud Dupree your free agency get. Guys come back yeah. from these ACLs. You know it's not it's not it's not a death sentence to get a torn ACL. Would would this year be the second year coming back from the ACL? No, it'd be the first For year. But Dupree? he'll be fine. Wait, uh, wait, no. Did Dupree play? When did he tear his ACL? 2018? No, this year. We played him week one. Oh, he tore it this year. Yeah, he's gonna. They'll, he'll come back fine. 
I don't know. Maybe he'll have 11 sacks instead of 13. He'll be fine. Um, Bud Dupree, if Bud Dupree's on the Giants, he's going to get sacks. Yeah. Like that's a that's a that's a Bobby Skinner guarantee right there. Yeah. Um, but maybe you go the cheap route and you get Bowser, who's very versatile. You bring back Fackrell, and then you run with Carter you, and Zimenez. You talked me into Van Noy in your free agency edge video. You talked me into Van Noy. I I I I wouldn't be. I like. There's a lot of options, and because. You know, there's no like last year we knew what they were doing. We knew they were gonna go out and get a corner. Like we knew some things that the Giants were gonna do. This year it's very up in the air what they do. Like their big their their most expensive free agency spot could be it could be a Joe Thune, it could be a Bud Dupree, hell it could be, you know, a Corey Davis, Galladay. Um they have a ton of options of what they could go and do. Yeah. Maybe they could do something funky with the Thune contract where <laughs> were they backloaded? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not crazy. No, no. If there's a year to do I mean, the thing is, you know, and this is... There's a th- guy to do I, it with, it's Thune. It's not like doing it with Solder, which Solder had question marks. I mean, I'm pretty sure Thune is the... Undis- isn't he the, like, the undisputed best interior offensive lineman in this free agency? Yeah. I hate not watching film on these guys, but it's like I just... And then giving I, takes, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't watch I can't watch free agency film like that. Yeah. Um, I, gotta, I gotta watch every draft player, so... Which but is this is where I do get a little this worried. Year. This is where I do get a little worried about Gettleman's comments. Like I, I, I know, I, I know. Like he, he says it, and then you know he may he says one thing, and then he always does another thing. But also sometimes he's very open about things, and it scares me because if the, if there is a year to actually backload contracts, it is this year because of how much the cap. And I even said this last off season because of how the cap is going to grow and. A guy like Jerry Jones is in those meetings with about, you know, how much the TV revenue is going to bring in. You know, the 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 contracts that are on the horizon is Amazon's going to get involved. I'm sure Twitch is going to get involved with streaming football games. You know, the 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 revenue that is going to come through the NFL, especially through the streaming and the TV contracts, it's going to be insane. Along with the new CBA that was already signed last offseason, anyway. So. The money's going to be insane, and it's going to come. It's just a matter of when is it going to come, and how rapidly is it going to come? Can the can the NFL get back on schedule like they were before the pandemic? That's the only question. And Jerry Jones, I think, clearly thinks yes because of what they did with Dak Prescott and how they organized that contract. Breaking news: They sold or restructured for thirteen million a year. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the camera picked up on my face. <laughs> I can't. I I hate that you just did that. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like, if there's a year to do yes. it this year. Yes. And I think we will. I think we will. I hope. I hope. Like, don't be an idiot about it. I mean, that's the only thing. Yeah, I don't think like, they're going to go out and get, like, the three top free agencies, free agents, and, get, like, backload them like crazy. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if they do get one big free agent and backload it like crazy. And then the rest, you know, like, you know, get, like, a Kyler Fackrell, Tyus Bowser, and get those guys on one, two-year deals. Yeah. So, I mean, they have, let's put it this way. The Giants have options of the way they're going to attack this free agency. You know, they're not, yeah. it's they're not totally, like, strapped. And something that is going for the Giants is that because the rest of the NFL is experiencing 
cap casualty situations and guys don't teams don't want to bring guys back. I think the Giants are like middle of the road when it comes to cap room. Yeah. Like they're not the best and they're not the worst. So they're middle of the road in cap room. So there's 16 other teams, let's just say, that are in a worse cap situation. So there's going to be guys that are going to be cut. So there's a lot of options and that is a good thing. Lots of options. Lots of options. Lots of options. Oh, there's one other thing we got to talk about. The ad. You got to read the ad. Sure. There's one other thing we got to talk about. And that other thing is... Well, there's it's one that thing time... after this, but I just... Oh. I was trying to catch you off guard. Oh, well, you did it twice. I'm, I'm off now. I'm off. Congratulations. You you, you did it. Um, it's that time of the year again, Bobby Skinner. Um, this time last year, it's actually funny, March 11th uh, in 2020. That's when, like, the world shut down and a bunch of conference championships for college basketball were interrupted. But not this year, Bobby Skinner. Conference tournaments are tipping off. Bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run for March Madness in the main tournament. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is now putting new customers in the center of the action, bet $4 on an, on an underdog, and win $200 and 50 whoa, not just $200, win $256 if they win. It's that simple. Uh, bet $4 on an underdog in, in the select college basketball games, and if they win, you collect $256. The bank is open. Pick one of many scheduled college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256. All it takes is a $4 bet. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotion on golf, hockey, and so much more. Basketball's back. Nets, Blake Griffin, big stuff. DraftKings is safe, secure, play and reliable. Piss me off. Oh, Blake Griffin, how's he doing? Pick and roll. That's he, they, gonna be his I thing. thought he was supposed to debut tonight, and he didn't. He didn't. Oh, shame. Pick and roll, gonna be big. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download top-rated DraftKings Sportsback app now and use promo code JOHNBOY, J-O-M-B-O-Y, when you sign up to turn $4 into $256. If the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset, that's code JOHNBOY to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Justin, before we do giant stories, did you see me expose the frauds at PFF again? It was, it was, a, it was a slow day, huh? I exposed them. I had that in the tank for a while, and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm bored. I'm exposing PFF, giving and crediting Andrew Thomas for sacks in games that didn't have sacks. They're frauds. And then there's games where Jedrick Wills gave up a sack and they didn't like count him for a sack. So you're saying PFF is just against the Giants? No, I just their offensive line pressure sack system sucks. It just does. Like we've we've always said it with the pressure sacks, they're way too liberal with the with the way they count pressures. Yeah, they are with sacks, it's unreal. I mean and. I mean, look at it. it. It makes it seem so much worse than they do. Like, like even looking at defensive players, like I was, you know, working on an outside linebacker video. And so I was using PFF because Danny bought it like a scumbag, even though I didn't want him to. Um, Danny bought PFF. So, but the one thing I do use it for is outside linebackers to see how many coverage snaps they had and how many pass rush snaps. And then it's like they have so-and-so with like 35 QB pressures and then pro football reference has them for eight with 18. Like, they are so liberal with the way they use something. Like, they just, they really do just make stuff up sometimes. I only use, P a lot of people probably, you know, they, I, I think I'm looked at as a, 
voice of giant stats and analytics within giants content creators I, I would like to think i'm looked at that that way the only thing i use pff for is their qb annual a lot of good qb data but that comes out once a year and during the offseason um i use pff i don't even i don't even rely on pff in terms of like the depth of target stuff since you can get that on sharp football stats and they you know, you don't need to pay for sharp football stats. You can just look at that readily available. PFF, it's a little bit more detailed because they do 0 to 10, 10 to 15, or 10 to 19, and then 20 plus. Whereas sharp football stats does it from like 0 to 10, 10 to 15, 15 plus, something like that. Um, What do I use PFF for? QB annual. Wipe my ass. I look at the quarterback stats, and then I guess I just look at like how many snaps this guy logged here. Like it's helpful for cornerbacks, it's helpful for outside linebackers, yeah. It's helpful for it's helpful for offensive linemen in terms of how many snaps they logged at right with tackle, Shepo, left like tackle. how many reps do you have slot outside stats on the slot slot outside? Yeah, which I mean, they're not basically you know what I'm saying, you know, and I'm stuff the guy that, that is 100. percent You can't de- like there's no like there's no judgment in it. They're cool with anything that has like you have to yeah. use like use your judgment. They suck at because they hire like. They hire nobody. Like they, they will. They, they pay people the bare minimum. People who like, and there's articles written about us. Like they have people who have like never even really watched football, and they're teaching them how to grade games. But also, like, can we stop with the notion? And I want everybody to listening to this. I really want you to challenge yourself. Can we stop calling PFF grades analytics? They're not. No. Like I, I feel like it, it ruins. I know we're going off on like a different conversation right now, but I feel like we're good on time. You know, I feel like. You saying that PFF grades and certain things that they do, you know, there are a lot of what they do is stats and it's analytically driven, but the their grades are not analytics. Can we stop calling it that? Because then it's ruining. I feel like the good work of the people that I follow, the information that I get, and then the information that I compile. I don't just look at data and then just spew it. I try to compile it and then tell a story. That's what I try to do, and I think I do a good job at it. At it, and then people will hear the language that I use and then dismiss it because, oh, well, it's PFF. Oh, well, you're saying this and it or, or, or grades PFF grades isn't that isn't that analytics too? We should dismiss it. It's not. No. Analytics is helpful. Yes, but PFF sucks. The grades do. They do, and a lot of their employees. Um. <laughs> Let's talk about let's let's cue the freaking music. It's time for Giant Stories, where we look at the New York Giants Instagram stories and then talk about it. A very, very slow week. <laughs> Leonard Williams. Not only was he franchise tagged this week, he was in Puerto Rico. Carter Coffin was go-karting and surfing. Alfred Morris was riding his bike. I think this is his first time on Giant Stores. Might be the last, depending on how next week goes. BJ Hill was on a boat, and I put this one on there. I hate to say it, even though it's a great news, but Kevin Zeitler is having a baby girl. Justin, you know what we have to do right now, right? Oh, no, no, you can't. I, we have to. We interviewed him. We're following him from our personal accounts. Make sure you're following him from your personal account. No, we, we I'm going to be devastated. I can't watch this. I need to look away. Well, I don't even know if he's following. I know his wife is following us. I don't know if, 
if he's following us. You can't unfollow Sarah. I won't allow you to I don't do think that. we're even following her on the talk. Yeah, we're not even following her from the Talking Giants page. Personal right, accounts, rude. you did do it. Kevin Zeitler. Unfollow. He wasn't even following us, so I don't feel too bad about it. I don't believe you. You didn't show it. Want me to show you? I need to see it, but you also need to say something before you show us. Should say something. See, there's no follow back button. It's just follow. <sighs> Man. That's tough when you see it. It is, but it's hey, that's the way this that's the way this game works. Sometimes we got to unfollow people on Instagram. It's a business. Like right now I'm following Caden Smith's business thing that has 83 followers, but it's a shine of 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 good of goodwill towards Caden Smith. Um most recently followed by us. Caden Smith's business, Jordan Renan. I I was never following Danny King, but to Danny King's to also debate that Danny King has no Instagram posts, so and I was following him from my personal, and then Jonathan Harrison, and then John Thornton, who's like an agent, but he's Andrew Thomas's agent. But I'm going to unfollow him. Whoa, rude! I mean, we're we're already cool with Keeland or Keeland Keenan. I was I saw Breland Speaks page and I said Keeland. Sure, um, sure. So not much, you know. Larry Williams is in Puerto Rico, which are, that that news got out of the bag um, way before Giant Story, so not much there. I mean, there's really not much here this week. Alfred Morris bike riding. Um, Why do I feel like Giant Stories is now slower than it was, like height of pandemic? It has been very slow. No, the last couple of weeks were big. This week it was just slow. Okay, I don't know. Maybe guys are like ready to like change teams. I don't know. Well, look, there's been some new updates since we started the show. Let's look at. Oh, you want to know who posts the most Instagram stories? But I don't think it's ever been on or has only been on a few times. Derek Dillon, Xavier McKinney. Oh well, why? Well, what does he? What does he post? He just reposts like stuff from pages, and then him playing video games. And we, oh. you know, we we there's two things we don't put on here: people playing video games and working out. Ryan Lewis is having dinner with his girlfriend, fiance, wife. I don't know what their relationship is. Oh, nice. Oh, here's here's Xavier McKinney National Rolly Appreciation Day. That's a Rolls Royce, if you didn't know. Who? What? A Rolls Royce. Oh, <laughs> good, good for you, X Men. Um, feel like he's a little, little bit of an ego, little bit of like a. I mean, who doesn't have an ego? I, I do. We all know that. Yeah, it's a slow week. It's it's a it's a weird time of the year. I, I always this is the worst week of the NFL. There's yeah. so much uncertainty. It would be and, better if we had the combine. Yeah, the combine is a great distraction. Yeah. Oh, Danny King just sent me a video. I'm saying it, it's going to come. It's just a matter of when is it going to come. All right, <laughs> Danny King. Come. That's not. I, Danny should have known I was going to post that on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, check out Danny King's free agency plan. It was very good, by the way. You weren't pissed off when he put Marvin Jones in it. I was, but that's that's up to him. <laughs> he did a good job knowing, like, or not even knowing, not not knowing, like, what the Giants' situation is. He did a very good job of being like realistic and fair. Yeah, Marvin Jones. That okay. So the show's over. So we can, <laughs> if you're only interested in Giants talk, end the show. Goodbye. Here's the NFL take I have. People saying that Matt Stafford has had it bad for his career should shut up. Matt Stafford has had it awesome. Now, he hasn't always had the best offensive lines. But for him to just continuously miss the playoffs, there's no excuse for it. 
He had Calvin Johnson for all those years. Marvin Jones has been really good for him. Golden Tate, like look at Golden Tate's numbers in Detroit. He was a beast. You know, um, you know, now you have Kenny Galladay, who, you know, he's been healthy for the majority of his, you know, the overwhelming majority of his career. You know, he had, you know, decent or uh, decent running game. The defense was good for a few years. Like Matt Stafford has no excuse to have never won a playoff game. Um, it's just because he's stuck in Detroit, and we just have this notion that everyone that's in Detroit gets a raw deal because Barry Sanders. Um, twenty fourteen Detroit Lions. That was Jim Caldwell's first year. They went eleven and five. They um, lost in the first round of the playoffs. They they started out like seven and zero too. They had a below average offense. They had the top five defense. Look at year. Matt Stafford's um, numbers. They're not great. They're all right. But, like, when Dan Orvlossi was, like, saying that Matt Stafford on the Rams was going to pit up, like, Aaron Rodgers' 2020 numbers, it's like, what are you talking about, Dan? It's like, when has he ever, like, look at the weapons he's had. Like, you know, this idea that Matt Stafford's had it, you know, you know, bad for his career to me is crazy. Like, it's just because he's in Detroit. If he played for any, like, you know, if he played for the Panthers, I don't think we'd be like, oh, poor Matt Stafford. Oh, my God. Golden Tate. Like, look at Cam Newton's had it, has had it bad. Golden Tate and Calvin Johnson, or I mean, I, I'm asking this question. I think you know the answer. Who had more? Who had more targets? Golden Tate or Calvin Johnson in 2014? Golden Tate was putting up 90 and a thousand every every year. Um, so I'm gonna say Golden Tate because the, yeah, because I asked that question. Yeah. <laughs> um, Golden Tate had 144 targets. Calvin Johnson had 128. So you had, that's in, that's insane. Like you know, we look at the Giants. You know. Uh, stats at the end of the year it's like oh Beckham is going to garner 140 targets and then the next guy I guess we're lucky if they get to 90 um, crazy to have two two guys and then not a single other player on the roster not counting a running back no, not a Theo single Riddick was always a great receiving back for them like he's had Theo, Theo Riddick was on that team yeah he's, he's always had like he's you know like Eli had it a lot worse than Matt Stafford ever had you know Eric Ebron yeah, like look at what was like Eric, a rookie. He had Eric Ebron, and then Eric Ebron's first year with Andrew Luck had like twelve touchdowns. Now Andrew Luck is a guy who utilizes the tight ends pretty well, but still, like Issa Abdul Quadis was a safety, and I worked out with him when I was in middle school. Good player. Javad Bass, Amir Abdullah, none of those guys panned out, but still, they are people that those are two guys people are very excited about through the draft. Um. Here, I'm going to have to rewatch Rashad Bateman. Yeah, you said some not nice things. I just about don't him, think he's going to win me. against Man Covered. I need to go rewatch him. Because I just, I feel like everyone's falling in love with him. And I'm just like, I don't see, I don't get, I'm not amazed by him. Okay, but let me ask you this question because this is a good question as we approach free agency in the draft in terms of what wide receiver do we want on the team? You know, do do we need a wide receiver that's going to beat man coverage or do we need a wide receiver that's going to go up and just catch a football? I don't know if Bateman's the guy that's going to do that. He's got big size. I just don't know if he's going to moss guys consistently. I want Jalen Waddle or Deami Brown in the second round. At least in my brain, Jalen Waddle forces Jason Garrett and the Giants to do something different. Waddle, Pitts, Smith, and Chase. We're at pick 11. It's... I just don't know if all four of those guys go in the top ten. I think we're going to get our shot at one of those four. I would agree. Look at us. We're like every other show right now, talking about what we're going to do at pick 11. 
It's like, we don't know how to have a, just like a, hey, let's, you know what, let's have the show under 50 minutes. We don't know how to do that. Um, we just were like, okay, let's, um, oh, well, since we, since we're on this right now, um, and, and let's be real, our show gets very serious from the next week on. It's, it's, we're, we're nonstop starting next week, even though this week we were kind of nonstop. I've realized that the next sticker thing that's really going to get the attention of people is putting it on a cop car. Like that's going to happen eventually. Okay. But I might save it for after the draft because draft buzz, we don't need all that other, uh, like we don't need the extracurricular to Hawaii stuff. Do you know a police officer? No. I'm just, it's, and that wouldn't even be fun. I'm going to have to walk up to the police officer's car while he's not looking and throw it. Or throw the magnet out the window like I did on Sunday. The magnet may work a little bit better because you can... But then do you want to be the guy throwing a magnet out the window? I don't know if I have the balls to do that. To do it while he's like at a red light. Oh, what if he sees it and then he thinks that you threw like something like bad at his car? Exactly. And then My point exactly. It turns into a felony stop. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't need that. I, how about how about this idea? Don't think you should do that. I have to. Maybe start with an ambulance, and then work your way up from there. Okay, but I, th- I think I might sl- you know slow down during draft month. You know we got it. We we're cut. We got plenty of stuff. I don't need to be screwing around during draft month. No, I don't. I don't need to be getting a phone call from you. Hey, come bail me out. Very nice that you um, think I would call you to bail me out for something. Yeah, reason. of course. We're 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 our only Danny is also a friend of ours. Snacks is not a friend. Um we're like our best friends. We don't know anybody else. We don't have any When we go friends. on vacation, I'm going to make one of you guys go to jail. The whole the whole come on vacation, leave on probation. That's a saying around here. <laughs> it's a saying around here. <laughs> oh. I, you know, I, I'll be honest. I was in a horrible mood to start this show because we were supposed to do our free agency plans and I wanted to do it. And it's like, we can't do it. We can't do it. Because um, every guy, it's like, we don't have the money. Well, so now I need to see the money before we can do it. So, man, we're, we're about to amp it up. You know, I didn't, you know, next week we'll be free agency. I'm, I'm so ready to get into the draft stuff. My draft guy to have, I probably have like 60 players done. And then not even every like there's guys I know like Dwayne Eskridge I know him I know how I feel about him in the Senior Bowl but I don't have like one written up on him, um, so I will have two hundred done by time the draft kicks off. Can I just interview you for draft month and you could just tell me the players that you like and then I don't have to do any players? <laughs> well, this year will be different where we had like I had my six you had your six and I didn't know much about your six besides very little. This year it'll be a little more conversational where last year was. I read my. I talk about my guy. You talk about your guy. I talk, you know, back and forth. Okay. All right. So you're going to do twelve players per episode, and I no. Will... We're going to do six and six, but I'm going to talk about your six a little more than I did last year. All right. So then I will talk briefly. It'll be more conversational. I'll be like, I'll be like, hey, Bobby, I noticed this about this guy. What do you think? You got to put the schedule together. My first mock draft. My post free agency mock draft. Well, April first, I believe, is on a Thursday, right? Sure. So I was, I was thinking. Yeah, I believe so. April first is on a Thursday, so I was thinking about putting the first, you know, the the starter draft month mock draft out, and then Friday will be our first draft episode. I I was thinking maybe the first episode we do. You know, last year we started out with the positions that we didn't need. I was thinking about maybe doing one that we slightly need to start it out. Edge rusher. Edge would be a good one because it's not something we think we're going to do in the first round. But there's a lot of guys we could talk about mid-round. So, yeah, maybe Edge yes. Rusher will be what we kick it off with. Yes. 
It's it's and it's exciting. It'll 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 get the juices flowing. Yeah. So we will talk about edge rusher, and we'll we'll have a little more time. Like last year, we went through all of Dave Gettleman's Carolina classes. Um, you know, we're not going to do that again. Um, so we'll, we won't be as strapped for time as we were last year. Um, so it's it's fun. I, I I really do love draft month. The draft is it's draft month is is it's a beautiful thing. Opening day, right, the Bobby same Skinner. day as the day oh day of opening of draft month. Screw baseball! Wow, can't wait to go. I, I I'm excited to go to games. Football games? No, well, yes, but baseball games. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys. We'll see you. Oh, oh. So we will see you on Monday. We're gonna put out yes. our free agency plans on Monday, but we will play the rest of the week by year. Okay, so there's no set schedule for next week. We'll have one out Monday. And, you know, say they don't sign anybody on Monday. You know, like, we're not going to put one out on Tuesday. Tough. You know, so, um, and if, if you know, if they sign two people for, you know, if they sign Kyler Frackrow and and Amir Abdullah on the first day, we're not going to do an episode for that. So Emergency. Yeah, we'll, so we'll, we'll play it by ear. Um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll take care of you guys. We appreciate you. See you then. Enjoy your weekend because, I mean, football, it's basically football season starting on Monday. Appreciate you guys. See you then. Until then, let's go Big Blue.